You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofskin. Hey, one, two, three. I'm alive, maybe. I've been trying to say that there's a light in the dark, and it's going to be good, so we're not taking the break. That's a promise. There's a world where I dream to dance, but you don't know because it's just another day. I am the one with Aftershock, so catch me, I'm falling. My favorite comic book may be Superboy and the Invisible Girl, but everything else is seconds and years behind. Who's crazy? Didn't I see this movie? Why stay? Oh, make up your mind, because how could I ever forget? So anyway, joining us today are the usual mountain missers who are better than before. Yes, mountain missers. (laughs) Including Kevin. Uh, he's not here, Jager. So oh, he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. Uh, he is Kimberly, here. he is here. He is here. We're, we're, yeah. Oh, I'm actually man. here. Yeah, you heard the, you heard the inside, laugh. Inside, guys. <laughs> uh, Kimberly, our game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Yes, drink responsibly. Thank you. Thank you. Realize we should start saying that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's um, good. And Auntie Alice su- approves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And with us today, believe it or not, is a Tony-winning actress who needs no introduction, but regardless, I'm going to give her one. On TV, you may have seen her on 30 Rock, Blue Bloods, Netflix, uh, Girl Boss, and of course, the season six, episode 12 episode of Royal Pains, entitled A Bigger Boat. Royal Pains. I love Royal Pains. So whenever someone's on one. Royal Pains, <laughs> they're like, yeah. It was like an action shot coming around the corner with a gurney. Yeah, you were you're, you're, you're listening in a French twist. ER nurse. <laughs> We tricked you. This is actually a Royal Pains uh, podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But you all know her from her extensive theater resume, which includes Les Mis, Tommy, Sunset Boulevard, Sideshow, James Joyce's The Dead, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, Next to Normal, and American Psycho, among many others. Uh, Let's give a big, broad-waisted welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Alice Ripley! Welcome! After that bio intro, somebody out there is going... What? <laughs> oh my, well. That's amazing. I'm so excited we just got to say friend of the show, Alice Ripley. That's cool. I have been in love with you for so long. Like, you are so incredibly oh, talented, and I've loved nice. everything you've done. And I, I even watched, like, the YouTube video of you from uh, The Baker's <laughs> Wife at Paper Mill. Oh, that one. Oh, we've all seen that. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> oh, yes. God love you. But you can follow her at Ripley the Band on social media. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, um, but let's just yeah. start with what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I do want the sound of the ice clinking in the glass. Sure. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. But I decided tonight I thought maybe it would be green tea or I could be the designated driver because I think of myself as Aunt Alice. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, there has to be one. Right. Um, but I just finished a run of a show called The Waves at Vassar at New York Stage and Film. Oh, cool. cool. Oh, with a uh, friend of the show, Lauren Worsham. <gasps> Yeah, love we love her. her. We oh, love her to death. She's so much fun. How did that go? It was it was really it's 
really meaningful and profound for everybody involved. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> and your the dressing room uh, photos that Lauren put all over social media were were amazing. <laughs> oh, good. Well, before we get, I'm drinking Tantea tequila. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm drinking Mancan Rosé. Oh wow, spicy tequila. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Oh, and I have Mancan white wine. That I am pouring into a glass for safe drinking. For safety purposes. <laughs> now I have wine to tinkle of the. There you <laughs> go. George. Very cool. <laughs> Make me a drink, George. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, here's to buddy. Cheers. Right. Make eye contact. Gotta make that oh, eye contact. Yes, <laughs> people to people. Yes. Yes. Um, so you obviously did next to normal on Broadway, as we all know. Um, yeah, I actually I got to go to the second preview. And um, I just made sure that I didn't know anything that was happening. It's so, like the entire thing was like an M. Night Shyamalan shock. Um, and <laughs> lots, it was, of it was lots of shocks. Yeah. So many shocks. Jimmy, would you say the show uh, made you uh, feel electric? Yeah, I would say it was electrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that song because I saw it at Second Stage. Oh, man. With yeah. Costco still in, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I missed. <laughs> I get stuck in my head when I go there. Uh, well, it was going one way or the other. Costco was a turning point for them. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I it would say it was a big say. deal when they changed when they took that out because that was kind of a different show, the right. tone of that piece. Mm-hmm. But it makes for a perfect trunk song mm-hmm. for your cabaret or anybody who wants to sing it outside Ooh, of yes. the yes. show. Totally, yeah, that is true. It's great. It's a real challenge. It's funny. Well, you've been yeah. in, you've been in so many like original casts. You probably have like an entire show you could do of songs that were cut from <laughs> probably <shows>. yeah <laughs> probably. Well, I know a song like oh well. I Miss the Mountains. Mm-hmm. That was in my repertoire and in my book before it became a show, back when it was just mm-hmm. kind of like a song. Because you did, you've done of. like readings and stuff of it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I had a couple of, there were a couple of other Dianas that are familiar. Uh, Sherry Renee Scott mm-hmm. and Amy Spanger, both oh, yeah. of them are friends of mine. They played Diana before she came to me, back mm-hmm. in readings and workshops and things like that. So yeah, kind of interesting, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. Just a family. But you also toured with it. Mm-hmm. Was there a difference? What was the difference in terms of stationary with it and then taking it to everyone across the country from your point of view? Mm. Well, I'll tell you that it didn't take me very long to decide that I was going to go when I was offered the road. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'd probably do it a little bit differently if it happened today. I'd take a little bit of time just thinking about what I really needed. Mm-hmm. But at the time when you're creating something, and it's brand new. You haven't. Def- it hasn't been defined yet. So at the moment when we went on the road with the show, I felt like it was still evolving, mm-hmm. the role. Mm-hmm. And I thought, there's no way I'm going to hand this over to somebody else now because I felt like I still had more to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a good decision. Uh, but it turned out that the road really... Because you don't really have a day off on the road. Yeah. So with Diana... I could do it again, I would say I get to split it with another I get to split the week with Carolee Carmella or yeah. Marin Maisie. Yeah. I think it's an opera and so it's worth considering something like that because mm-hmm. that role lives in this world where you create this ecosystem that's invisible and yet it impacts you on a physical level. So you have to recover from it physically eight times a week and the five show weekends on the road proved to be a real Ooh. challenge Ooh, yeah absolutely just in case you're gonna ask was it yeah. was it equal in like physical and emotional like like what you're going through because I mean that's well, such an emotionally just so jarring that I was part. going through a lot in my personal life too mm-hmm. um, and I'm on the other side of that now which is great so I'm grateful for the experience I do feel like I could go back I'm not quite finished believe it or not that I could go back and play her again. And yeah. it would probably be a more reliable experience personally for myself because she's already defined, and mm. I helped to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I've continued to grow. Yeah. So that means that I'll be stronger and more able to handle how demanding she is. But the credit for anything positive coming out of that show, since we're going to like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goes to the audience too. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say thank you because the audience really kept the idea um, that the show kept the idea alive that the show is worth doing oh, by absolutely. letting it affect them. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really wow. What a learning experience 
Well, kind of piggybacking off of that, we always do a segment called Stage Door Stories. <laughs> Stage um, Door Stories. While we're talking about it, I mean, do you have any, from that show specifically, or do you have something that kind of you is very memorable about a stage door experience, whether it's funny or sweet, whether it was on the road or, or mm. at the Broadway theater? Oh, wow. Well, the one that just pops into my head, which is kind of one of my things that I do is go with the moment. Yeah. I didn't plan this, but there was a guy that I met... Um, I didn't really meet him. Just It was that kind of thing where you run into somebody as you're exiting and you're getting into a car. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. But he wrote me a letter introducing himself, and it was a handwritten, double-sided, you know, stationary pages. It was like four pages, telling me about his pain, which tended to be what happened during Extra Normal. People told me about mm-hmm. their pain, but this, this is kind of a side sidebar here um, they, people would always take me by the elbows and pull me in and make it sort of voce like you know nobody can else can hear this and I didn't have the heart to say I just heard five stories that were very similar yeah. right yeah, 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 delivered yeah. in the same way so because you just kind of remember that everybody's human and um, people uh, people are grieving all the time and they're, they're doing a really good job of hiding it so if we could just remember that and come together but there was a guy that I met in San Francisco when we were at the Curran Theater there it's Really awesome. It's like one of those old-fashioned New York theaters, but it's in San, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And the guy wrote me a letter, and he told me about his wife who killed herself um, eight months earlier, and she had tried once before. <laughs> this time succeeded, and I looked at. He sh- sent me a photo of her, and it just looked like Diana to me. It just didn't look like me. Yeah. Like Diana. Yeah. Blew my mind. Um, his generosity, the generous spirit with which he delivered his pain, I think everybody could learn from that. So yeah. he popped into my head when yeah, you asked absolutely. about it. Yeah. He just wanted to say thank you again. Oh, that's and awful. I didn't feel, you do tend to get, get kind of good at sensing someone's energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it was just um, gratitude coming from him. Okay, enough seriousness. No, that's, <laughs> no, I'm not, no, that's beautiful. Let's, let's play a game. Yeah, let's play a game. <laughs> oh, I have a sort of through line game that we can play. Through line game. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that we can play through this whole episode. So I'm going to spread out some, and uh, the names are on the back too. So try not to look too hard. Uh, who squigs. are you picking from here? Yeah, these yeah, are the our squigs, slice of Broadway cards. And so what I want to do is play a game called I Will Never Leave You, <laughs> in which you're going to pick a Lights of Broadway show card and don't show it to anyone else. Okay. And just try and work that person into conversation as many times as you can throughout okay. this interview. I okay. Um, keep track on your own. Great. And then we'll try and guess who everyone drew. And so if someone guesses who your show card is, you're out. Oh, okay. Like play until okay. someone's still going. Cool. So sort of close your eyes and pick. Okay. Hey guys, can we try something kind of new and super fun? Kevin, shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hey guys. You had me at hey guys. What's up, Kevin? So, so I'm having difficulty working out this scene for my new play entitled The Untitled Kevin Jager Project. Mm-hmm. And, and it would really help me out to hear it out loud. So would you two just read these two characters for this scene? It, it would only take a second. Yeah, I mean... I guess. Mm -hmm, Okay, so Kimberly, you're reading the part of Giselle, the innocent and beautiful young maiden ensnared in a web of deception and mystery. And Brian, you're playing Brunhilda, the slightly batty Nordic maid who grew up in East Tasmania. Okay. Perfect dialect would be really appreciated. You got it. (laughs) Okay, are we ready to begin? Here Mm -hmm. we go. Why is there a Nordic maid in Tasmania? It's, there's like a subplot and it's like really complicated. There's a wizard and like cool. there's Great. this whole oh, thing. It's, okay. it's like a whole thing. As long as okay. there's wizards. Yeah, it's like it's like the crux of the show. So, okay. You gave me that part? Yeah, you're the crux. Wow. So, uh, Brunhilde enters and finds Giselle in the garden. <clears throat> Go. Me, 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 me. <clears throat> oh, Brunhilde, it was only you. I am so frightened. Frightened of me, child? Oh, me, oh, my, no. Not me and my slight, soft, plump, feminine self. I couldn't hurt a fly. No, I am frightened that I need to buy tickets to all the best live entertainment, like Broadway shows, Broadway tours, comedy, concerts, and dance. But I don't know where to go for them, and I don't have a giant fortune to use to buy them, not since I was left destitute on this island. Oh, goodness, me, oh, my, my little dove. My little turnip-faced carnation blossom, you need not worry. I know where to procure the best tickets for all the best live events for surprisingly affordable prices. 
Oh, haggard, horrifying Brunhilde. Please tell me where. Why, Goldstar, of course. They have the best customer service. If you have to cancel or rebook, Goldstar has you covered like a properly thatched roof in our Elizabethan world. But wait, there's more. If you visit goldstar.com backslash broadvasted, all lowercase, and use the code broadvasted with a W, all uppercase at checkout, you'll get an additional $10 off your order. An additional $10 off? Be still my heart. I'm going to visit goldstar.com backslash broadwasted, all lowercase, and use the code broadwasted, all uppercase, at checkout to get an additional $10 off my order right now. Oh, my lady, it's a great day to be alive and see something live. <laughs> Yay. Wow. Thanks. So, so what do you guys think? The character really spoke to me. But that might be because I was playing one of the characters, so the other one actually spoke to me. Great feedback, uh, Brian. Oh! That's my <laughs> <laughs> I convinced you so much of my character. I was in it. Great, great feedback, Brian. You're welcome. Uh, so, Kimberly, what did you think? I loved the message and the twist at the end. Who knew there would be a code? Yeah, that, that one came to me in the middle of the night. It was like an awakening. Of the mind? Of the bladder. I had to pee, and so I got up, and then I had the idea. Okay, let's get back to the show. Yeah. Well, so you've been in a ton of new musicals and originating roles, I, I mean, based on the success of those, I mean, it seems like you have a really good eye at, at kind of picking those. <laughs> Is there something you specifically look for, um, not only in the script, but in a specific character that you, that, that really uh, draws you to it? Hmm. Well, I have heard people say, Alice. <laughs> and then I look at them and I say, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I say, you seem to choose these shows that are fill in the blank. Yeah. Different, unusual, dark. But honestly, I don't do it consciously. I do think that the work draws you and you draw in the work on some kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Because some kind of level. Because in the end, somebody wrote it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somebody is putting it in front of you. It's actually a person that's doing it. So it's probably somebody. For instance, Tom Kitt told me that when he saw me in Sideshow, he decided... She's the one I'm going to write for, and he wrote Next to Normal with me in mind. Which cool. is, wow. Which is, wow, such a, such a gift. I really appreciate that, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, those kinds of thing ha- things happen, not to mm-hmm. say that they always come to the end that's expected at the beginning. Well, the other side of it, though, I'll give, the, I'll give you this. I'm definitely drawn to <laughs> um, conflict and complication, Something about playing it, even if it's just in a <laughs> a scene in Royal Pains where I have two lines. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. And the complication is the French twist on my on the back of my head. Like, yes. how do I have time to look so put together? <laughs> As an ER surgeon, looks like I've been sitting around for forty five minutes primping. Yeah, right. Um, really, though, I do kind of look. I'm drawn. Maybe my subconscious is drawn to the material in that if it's something that. I think is a, something I, I think is worth spending time on studying it for the audition. Maybe I work a little bit harder on it or give it more focus. Yeah. Um, but a show like Sideshow is a good example, or The Dead, of a show that didn't really it was kind of kind of there. Mm-hmm. The Dead was, but the Sideshow Sideshow was just coming together, and yeah. we were going to do a workshop, which we did. Did you pick Sideshow? Well, um, no. Oh. Should I no. tell you no? Should I say, answer you? Oh, yeah. No, I didn't fix it. Oh, okay, okay. 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 Oh, she uh, yeah. I just knew it was in there, and I heard you say it three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, That's going to be tricky. That's amazing. But I think that when I did that workshop, I yeah. made it a priority to stick with the show. Yeah. Schedule-wise, because a whole year went by mm-hmm. between when we did the workshop and when it came to Broadway. Yeah. Oh. And opportunities come in for you to okay. say yes yeah, to yeah. things that might take up your time. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I do kind of keep keep that attraction. You know, you keep your focus sure. on something, even if it's on the back burner. Mm-hmm. I, I was also going to say, like with all the different roles that you've originated, um, you never allowed yourself to be put in a box where you were like, as a young lady, you were never the ingenue for every show. What's in the and box? You consistently were playing roles <laughs> that were different every time that might have like like a through line of like, we need mm. like an amazing belter or like something like that. But like the characters you're playing, because we, we often see sometimes on Broadway,
bug me now. Some of these people like find their type, and then that like mm-hmm. season after season they're playing a new show with that mm-hmm. type. Um, mm-hmm. What ha- what drew you to make? Was that like a conscious decision to make sure that you were never put in a box for like one type throughout your career? Well, that might be something that I did consciously. You just kind of look for it and. I'll meditate on it. It's not necessarily that you go out with an action. Mm-hmm. You're gonna carve something right, out. Right, right, yeah. Um, actively, but it's more of an mo, like a way of of, appro- of approaching the day in general. To believe that something is gonna find me if I live my life this way. So if I want authentic. Um, um, Life changing, challenging. I guess maybe you know, with a streak of rock and roll through it, which is really maybe how I would like for myself to emerge. It finds me. I do something like sideshow, and I immediately recognize the potential in it, no matter what the state, what state it's in when I first encounter it. Mm-hmm. What was that workshop like? Like how how much of it would you say is like what made it to Broadway? Um, I guess about 80%, maybe 75% mm. musically. They really sculpted it a lot for the, for that workshop. But seeing, you know, meeting my co-star Emily and hearing the music in our voices, you start to feel so fortunate to be the one that gets to sing it. And, and we both knew that there was something amazing going on. And next to normal, in the beginning, the first time I heard the music, whatever it happened to be the first time I heard it, I knew there was something about it that, that I had to keep with me for a while in mm-hmm. my backpack. And I Miss the Mountains became the song that I recorded on an album long before I did, anyone did the show, as oh. I tend to do that. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't a know. A sneak peek. Like Benjamin Walker's song, no, uh, This Is Not An Exit, for me, even though it's obscure, uh-huh. from American Psycho. Yeah. To yeah. me, that's like a takeaway hit. We all saw hit. it. We all saw it. takeaway hit from the yeah. show, which is the closing number. Uh-huh. Also, um, Jennifer Damiano's song. So we're talking a little bit about American Psycho right now. Um, what about that? Oh, Benjamin Walker, like, he was robbed. I know. I thought he should have won every award. He was so amazing. Award. And it's he the was... thing that, you know, that's, that's the price that you pay when the magic is so... It's such an illusion. People yeah. think that it's he didn't Easy. do anything. Yeah. Oh. People think he's not playing a he's character. So no. good. I mean, he was oh, outstanding. Oh, he was just like oh, he got me right where I, right in the middle yeah, of my he heart. Went, he just went all in. Like he was a hundred percent in. Like the entire show, and every how moment. Could, like, that kind of character create empathy in me. Like it's really it blows my mind because in the book, That's true because he, like, it doesn't can't. necessarily create yeah. that empathy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The character in the book, but Benjamin brought. Benjamin, we love you. Yeah, a hundred percent. We that love was... you so much, and there he was in his underwear. Oh, for like half center the show. stage in his underwear. And I was not complaining. <laughs> okay, so I can tell a little story about Benjamin. I think yeah. he would he would say. <laughs> I didn't do it. I just did a thumbs up. Um, during rehearsal, he was already like I don't know how many months or weeks into this reduction plan for his body mm-hmm. to get in shape yeah. he was going to be in his underwear oh, wow. yeah. and he's so beautiful it's mm-hmm. ridiculous but you know you want to make sure there's no body fat anywhere he, yeah. he was just eating like carrots protein powder <laughs> shakes <laughs> oh wow and like he was boop farting <laughs> I personally never had I never you know witnessed any of it with like, <laughs> olfactory senses but I would be in rehearsal and I'd notice like everybody would be they'd all be standing in a group Benjamin would be in the group they'd be talking and suddenly everybody would split like putting oil like putting oil in water you know <laughs> just, everybody would go to the separate corners of the room and he'd be standing there by himself and I'd be like what is happening with this it kept happening so I just came right out and asked and someone said oh Benjamin he's got gas because he's on this powder drink and it's making him fart all the time. So, but he didn't try to hide it. That's why we love Benjamin. That's he um, didn't great. try to hide it. He would just say, would "Excuse unhealthy. me." He'd walk over to the other corner. He was part of the and show. He'd see him yeah. just go encounter the room with his gas, you know. And then he would come back. And say, Sorry, guys. That's, you know, I got to do it. I got to get in shape. That's incredible. <laughs> and if he were here, the like I said, he'd be going. I'm glad you told that story. <laughs> <laughs> People need to know about those things. It does make us all like him more. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love it. That's that's amazing. Amazing. Well, what's do you have a favorite musical? Oh, you mean in general? Just Any like musical? yeah. Uh, I want to play a game and say, could you guess what it is? Ooh, sure. Have you been in the show? Yeah. And the role in the musical, I would do, like, if somebody's out there right now and you're about to do the show and you want me to do it for the rest of my life until I'm an old lady and die, I say, yes, please, I would love to do that. I'm going to go with Sunset Boulevard. Well, that's pretty close second. Pretty close. Um, I'd like to do that show again from the perspective of playing Norma. I was going to say, have you Mm. done that yet? Not as Norma Desmond, no. Somebody needs to make this happen, like, right now. I have right done a now. musical where you play different roles in, you know, different times, and you get to see the show from a different... Oh, oh cool. really? And then I did, when I was in Tommy on Broadway. Uh-huh. When I was in Tommy on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> I came back when I left the show. Here's a hint, actually. I left the show to go do this, my favorite show, On the Road. I came back to do Tommy, and I played a different role, and that was so cool. Oh, Tommy cool. Tommy from a different corner of the room. Yeah. Just, like... I don't know. Did you do this show on Broadway? Oh, it was Les Mis? That's it. Les Mis is... Wow, you know the history. Good job. It's very good. So did you do the tour and then you went into Broadway? Well, they weren't back-to-back, but yeah, I did the tour. It was like nine months, and then I came back to do Sunset. Um... In between, I, I played Joanna at North Shore Music Theater in Sweeney Todd. Oh, yes. <laughs> I had this wig. Uh, <laughs> it was a great summer because I kept thinking, I get to do Sunset Boulevard at Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Ingenue. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but Les Mis is just, I don't know. It was it was my favorite show before I even moved to New York yeah. back in the day oh, when yeah. I still lived in San Diego mm-hmm. before I moved to the city. It's one of those shows I think you invest a dime and you get back a million dollars. Yeah, 100%. Just by walking on stage, you don't have to do anything to connect big chunks where you go, what's happening here? Which, I don't mind doing that. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know. It makes up for the fact that it's three hours long. (laughs) 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 You have to, like, you you spend all your money on Nagzima because you have to wash your face five times every show is Fontaine. Oh, because oh, you have to keep getting clean for all those other Every parts. show, not yeah. just because it's special. No, just because, like, that's the track. That's your favorite show. Do you have a favorite experience seeing a show? Two shows come to mind. Spring Awakening on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was some, a show I won't forget for a couple of reasons. Kind of brought me back to life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Brought me back to um, feeling like I wanted to create something again. Yeah. That's awesome. That was the season before Next Normal, right? Yeah. I was living I in LA. I saw them on the same day. Oh, no. That's a long day. I, like, I don't think I could handle wow, that emotional me? day. Because I oh would do Rush a lot in college. And so mm. we rushed Next to Normal off Broadway. And then we went to, I think it was the same day we then saw Lauren Pritchard's last night in Spring Awakening. So it was like my sixth oh, wow. time. I don't think I could take Awakening. that emotionally. Yeah, that was a journey. <laughs> That would be uh, like watching Michael Arden's uh, Once on this Island oh, like 12 geez. times. We like, I couldn't do it. were deprived because we rushed Spring Awakening too. So we had been like in the There's line for Spring Awakening. It's called Fall Awakening. Oh my gosh, that show brought me back to life. I guess maybe after 9 11. Oh, yeah. But really, we were sad. I moved to Los Angeles. Mm. As soon as you move out of town, everybody wants you to work on everything. And so <laughs> yeah, right. I was working on a couple yeah. different shows, like playing hard flying to get. back and forth. And this is a really, actually, totally true and I think funny, cute story about Anthony Rapp, who's uh-huh. a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he and I just, we were both working on Next to Normal. He was working on it with us in the beginning. Oh, right. He played Dr. Madden. Mm. Oh. Um, and we sang a duet that was, you know, it was cut. Thanks a lot. It's your fault. Live every day like your, like your last. Live every day like your last. <laughs> I need him here to sing it with me. Um, and so, anyway, we were, I was staying in a hotel, and he was staying in another hotel in Midtown. So on our break, he said, I have an extra ticket to see Spring Awakening tonight. Do you mm-hmm. want to go with me? And I said, Yes. Yeah. And so he said, we have a couple hours. So we went back to his hotel room. Yes, that's Ooh. correct. <laughs> the New Yorker, back before they stopped, you know, they stopped and, like, closed it down and redid the, everything. Now it's a Wyndham. I was really into yoga back then, and I went up into a headstand in the corner of the room while he was taking a nap. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long. I must have been up there, like, 45 minutes. I don't know how. how. <laughs> and he woke up. He's like, Alice, 
wake up, get out, come on, we gotta go. It's it was like twenty to eight. Oh my goodness. And we you know, of course the curtain. While he was napping, you were doing a headset. That's <laughs> <laughs> how innocent it is. It's so, oh, so, so good. Imagine so right? waking up from a nap and like you're in a headstand in I the mean, corner. See, yeah, but did he <laughs> think he was upside down? <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, oh no. You threw off his equilibrium. So there we are running the New Yorker is at like 34, 35th Street. Yeah. yeah. Like right down here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, so we start running. Because we knew a cab, subway, yeah. mm-hmm. the fastest thing was going to be oh, r- to run. Yeah. So we decided to run up Broadway, up the double yellow line, to running, because was, it was just a parking lot with cars. Right. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we just like ran amidst the traffic that was at a standstill. Everyone just else running is as fast as we can, yeah. trying to get to the theater before 8 oh. o'clock. And we were that, we were those. Assholes <laughs> <laughs> that are like everybody else is seated and they're all excited about spring. And then we have the seats that Excuse are me. right Excuse in the me. middle Excuse of me. row oh, yeah. Yeah. and the orchestra. Yeah. And everybody in the whole row has to get up for the people in the yeah. middle. In the During middle the seats. opening number or before? No, it was right okay. before. Oh, okay. It was like seconds before the house lights went yeah. down. But I thought I'm never going to forget this. I was going to say that's story. like a New York memory right there. And like we made it. To see the show. And then we got for to sure. go back afterwards and say hi. And that was yeah. really oh, sweet. But Orrin Pritchard, she makes an impression. Yeah. Her voice is... Do you ever listen to her, 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 music? her band's music? It's so good. Her voice is so I cool. I want to see her on the cover of the Rolling Stone. <laughs> yeah. can, we, can we talk about your band? Stone. Yes, please. Yeah, tell us about that. Like, when did that start? <laughs> like, what kind of stuff do you like to do? Like, uh, all that good stuff. I love stuff. to do everything. I'm a pan banual. Pan banual member. Um, yes, no, I, I write my own music, but there's nothing that I like better than covering someone else's song mm. and trying to make it my own. Yeah. Um, I love singing show tunes. I love singing harmonies. Mm-hmm. And I love to play instruments. And the thing I'm playing right now is the drums. Cool. Oh, fun. But I don't get to practice because my neighbors won't let me. <laughs> so every time you see me play, it's the first time I've played in like 18 months. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, <laughs> earlier you said you moved back to LA at one point. Um, but I think that uh, instead of LA, we should go somewhere else. Right I think now. we should too. And really we're cute transition, Brian. Thank yeah, you. Good job, Brian. I've been, I've been holding that one in. That was like a way. Let's revert back to something that yeah. was said not 10 a ra- minutes not, ago yeah. and come back now. Not <laughs> a rare transition. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bennett. Um, so we should go to Tuesdays in the Corner with Kevin. One, it's Kevin Corner. Two, it's a Tuesday. Oh, oh, it actually is a Tuesday. Yes. Okay, so um, Alice, I have three questions for you that started off by doing research on your Wikipedia page. Tuesday and then in yep. the corner with Kevin. That's me. <laughs> so No extra yeah. charge for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> song acquired. So I'm gonna ask you three songs that start out about you and then go into a really weird place, but we're going to find out where the question ends and see if you can keep up. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so question one. You received critical acclaim as Violet Hilton, opposite Emily Skinner as Daisy Hilton, in the 1997 Broadway musical Sideshow, and the original Broadway cast album became a staple in my music collection almost immediately upon its release. Catch and release is a practice within (laughs) recreational fishing intended as a technique of conservation where after capture, the fish are unhooked and returned to the water. 
The Power of Water was controlled by G, the Planeteer, on the 1990s cartoon Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Totally. That so good. also featured a character named Gaia, mm. the spirit of the planet, who was voiced in 1990 until 1993 by Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, and yeah. And then from you 1993 tried. to 1996 wow. was voiced by Margot Kidder. Oh, I don't think oh. I realized that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Margaret Kidder rose to fame in 1978 oh for her role as Lois Lane in the Superman film series. Oh. And later appeared on Broadway in the 2002 production of The Vagina Monologues. Mm-hmm. Theatrical monologues can be divided <laughs> among the lines of active or narrative monologues. In an active monologue, a character is using their speech to achieve a clear goal. A narrative monologue simply involves the character telling a story that can often be identified by the fact that they are in past tense. So my question is, if you could go into the past and experience any important moment in history, what moment would you experience and why? Ooh. The moment when you wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) So you would have come like four hours ago in my office. (laughs) That's actually literally what I say at the end of every Kevin's Corner question. It's so funny. Um, wow. Well, I mean, since we're sitting here in Her- near Herald Square, which is one of the hearts of New York, I'm thinking it would have something to do with New York City. Mm. Okay. Like I would come back here in the '50s. Ooh. I'd live out in um, I'd live out in Poughkeepsie or something like that, and, and visit visit the city. Oh I, I would like to. I'd like. I love the idea that you could go in and see live music the way they had it in the '50s. The yeah. Way, um, and the '60s mm-hmm. here in New York. And I know that it was about to go through a lot of changes in the decades that followed it, yeah. but something about the city that I, I just love so much, and I don't know. That's Wouldn't it be fun answer. to go back to? I would love that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. The Mad Men era. Oh, I would love, oh, yeah. I just hang out with Don. <laughs> I know. Just <laughs> look, at, just look <laughs> at him. Yeah. That's just look beautiful. at his profile. Amen. I don't want to see John Hamm. I want to see Don <laughs> Don Draper, Draper yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that was question one. You ready for question <laughs> two? Okay. You won the 2009 Tony Award for Best Actress in a Musical for your groundbreaking performance as Diana in the Pulitzer Prize-winning musical Next to Normal. In what? Ge- she did. <laughs> <laughs> in geometry, a normal is an object such as a line or vector that is perpendicular to a given object. Oh. For example, in the two-dimensional case, the normal line to a curve at a given point is the line perpendicular to the tangent line to the curve at that point. Kevin's theorem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Point Me at the Sky is the fifth, <laughs> the fifth UK uh, single by British band Pink Floyd released on the 17th of December 1968 that was never released in the US for some reason. Wow. Reasons to be Pretty was Neil LeBute's <laughs> first play on Broadway and is the final installment in a trilogy that includes The Shape of Things and Fat Pig that focuses on modern day obsession with physical appearance. So my question is, which Muppets would you love to see make an appearance in the following Broadway roles? So the first Great. choice is, Great. what Muppet should play Evan Hansen? Why do I think Grover? Oh, oh I would feel so my sad My heart for just broke into a million pieces. Oh, that just made me really window. sad. Because sure. he's got to have that. you got to have that. That's literally the perfect answer. The second Muppet would be, who should play Dolly Levi? I could see Ben Platt playing Grover. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I guess maybe that Inception. That's what ben I Platt that's where plays from. Grover as Dear Evan Exactly. Hansen. Same <laughs> colors, blue, right? Oh. Yes. Oh, wow. Phew, I got that one right. That was okay. good. So Dolly Levi. Is there a Bernadette Peters Muppet? <laughs> there could be. Wouldn't that be yeah. so I'm sure wonderful. she was on the Muppet show, she was right? So well, she I had mean, to have been, right? Isn't it? Well, she was. So I think I'm thinking, like, the first thing you think of is, of course, Miss Piggy, but then you think, wait a minute. What about Kermit and drag? Ooh. The muscle. Because he's so dry. Yeah. Because Dolly really isn't, she's not really, I mean, she isn't really over the top. She's kind of dry in a good way. Okay, so yeah. Kermit, Kermit and drag. And drag yeah. I love that. Great. I can't wait to see <laughs> you don't know all what to of think. these. Who, <laughs> which Muppet would play the Phantom of the Opera? Oh my gosh. I would say probably the Count. Yeah. Oh, that's a really a good cake. choice. Yeah. Well, he's got the outfit already. What about Hamilton? Hamilton, the actual character Hamilton. Mm-hmm. That show should be called Eliza. 
Mm. Because without Ooh. her, none of this Which would happen. so true. She's yeah. definitely like the cornerstone. That's what they tell you at the end. They're like, twist, it's about her. Well, I do love the way the way that I saw it. I think that's the way that it was staged originally. Eliza ends the show downstage center singing to the audience. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's major. Yeah. yeah. So who would play Hamilton? Um, oh my gosh. Hmm. <laughs> well, Do you have an idea? Sam the Eagle. Wow, I forgot that the uh, eagle had a name. I have, I have two. I've got a name. It's like Uncle Sam. <laughs> Sam the Eagle. That's a really good choice. Wow, that's great. Okay, so I got question number three. Are you ready? <laughs> mm-hmm. In your illustrious career, you have appeared in the original Broadway cast of The Who's Tommy, Sunset Boulevard, King David, Sideshow, Next to Normal, American Psycho, and James Joyce's The Dead. Mm-hmm. Dead on Arrival is a 1995 Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys super mystery <laughs> sure crossover is. novel Whoa. where Nancy assists a journalist in locating a, missi- a missing investigative journalist, and the Hardy Boys go undercover as EMTs to assist her in solving the mystery. That's like, hot. That's like in Yeah, I know, right? Uh huh. The mystery. The, <laughs> the mystery files of Shelby Wu. Oh my gosh! Was yes. a Canadian American children's mystery <laughs> television <laughs> series that ran on Nickelodeon between 1996 and 1998 that starred Irene Ng, who later left her acting career behind, graduated from Harvard University, became a banker for Merrill Lynch, then became a preschool teacher. I've always wanted to know what happened. That's to what happened to her. That's great. So my question is. What are three things not related to theater that you think you're an expert at and would be skilled enough to teach others? Ooh, I like this oh one. Oh my god. I hated the other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I do think I could teach people how to how to be in the city, like how to hmm. <laughs> I actually think be. that that should be a that's thing that people friend, do, Kirsten like teach people how to how exist to be. in the, the school city. of how to be. No, like that's a, but that's I real. Think that's teach so yoga. real. You could teach yoga? I would, I would have to um, educate myself a little bit more about the mm-hmm. history of it. Yeah. But, yeah. If but you I, can do a hand, or a headstand for like 45 <laughs> minutes while someone takes a nap, you <laughs> could teach yoga. I was going to say, but you only teach at the New Yorker. <laughs> one on one in hotel room. <laughs> That's true. I could be in that SpongeBob number where she climbed, chopped to the top. She yeah. Oh, yeah. To the top. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, maybe not. <laughs> if I had the right shoes. <laughs> That's the answer to everything. Well, I think that um, there's something that I can, I'm I'm adept at energy, so I might be a good teacher when it comes to something like yoga because you can tell when somebody needs something yeah. and kind of help them go in that direction. I hear somebody's voice and I get a lot of energy from them. I can tell a lot about what they're really like by hearing their voice. Ooh, could, do you think you could be a therapist then, especially having played maybe. Diana? Like, I think maybe, yeah. Well, I definitely learned a lot about compassion and empathy. Mm. And I thought that I already knew mm-hmm. about what that, what that was about, but that role taught me my capacity yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, I bet. On stage and, and off. Yeah. That it's important to make it a, like one of the top three things that you address every day. Yeah. By compassion. But then humor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you had to laugh a lot really, to get through really that. You guys really have yeah. a levity going on. Yeah. Like oh, that's yeah. <laughs> important to to remember. Mm-hmm. Well, we like Alice, you made it through Kevin's Corner. Congratulations. Okay. <laughs> that was really fun. You did good. Now, Where did be... that come from? <laughs> I don't even know. Great question. <laughs> it appeared one day. No one knows. That's Kevin um, just making stuff up. But before we play our last game, um, we always ask a question called Death Row Show. Now, if you were on Death Row and you could only see one oh. show before you go... What show would you see on Death Row? And you can, so you, this is your last show, you can choose any oh. show, any cast, you can cast it yourself. Mm. What are you seeing? What's, what's sending you away? What's the last one? Oh, no. oh my gosh, you guys, come on. Well, the first thing I thought of was a show about this room. <laughs> TV show. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Like, an off, like the office style, but like about what's happening right now. <laughs> Brian with the best boss. I feel so honored. She would watch us last. <laughs> but then I would have to be in charge of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Writing it. Right, it's your last show, of course. Yeah. We would have to, like, we could start, that could be the warm up show, and then okay. we could sit in the audience and just have, like, a bunch of cute kids come on and do their skits for us. No, Alice. <laughs> They're great. serious. I would see that. I would see that. 
Mm-hmm. Could be the entire cast of Ragtime in your living room. Who knows? Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. yeah. They would be very cramped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been in my living room. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to run the air conditioning in between. The people call it not enough space. <laughs> yeah. The people call it very hot. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say the people call it heat stroke. <laughs> I think I love um, live performance. That's like my favorite mm-hmm. thing. I love to happen upon a group of people that are all high school students and they're all singing like four-part harmony and there's, they've got a band with them mm-hmm. and it's making you stop and go, wait a minute, she's really good. <laughs> and then she passes the microphone to another kid and that kid sings and you go, wait a minute, that kid is really good. This is incredible. It would be something like that. Something that you can't really define right now. Just something yeah. that you'd walk that into really and, and happen I'm into that. If you yeah. could go back in time and see one band in a specific era, what band would you see and when? Oh my gosh. You know, it's funny. I don't want to come across as um, a huge fan of the Doors, even though they are a, such a good. They were such a good band. It's not like I was hugely influenced by them over any other band, mm-hmm. or that I've even had this dream for that long. But lately, I've been listening to the song "Light My Fire," yeah, as recorded <laughs> by them, and I can't get enough of this recording. Yeah, that track itself. That's, this is a great choice. Blows your yeah. mind. But he sings like two half verses, and then they go into this four-minute solo <laughs> that starts with the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes into two different guitar solos. And then the keyboard goes back in, and then he finishes the song. He's something else. That's crazy. And you kind of think... That's so, like, had, unexpected. Like, yeah, you want to see the stamina alive, right? for like sure. It was so bold, you don't even hear guitar solos anymore. Back in my day. <laughs> Every song had a solo. Everybody was yeah. a musician. Yeah. They're really good. Oh, yeah. Do you guys, jam bands. Do you guys have answers to that? Uh, Which like, surprises me, because sh- I would have thought I would have said it was the Carpenters, mm. one of their television uh, bro- What you know, band we would go back and see? Yeah, in a specific, specific era. Bands are different for us to think about. I know, because I was like, <laughs> I keep thinking of like solo artists. And well, I mean, like, that's okay. Like, you bands. could see like Whitney in the 80s. So, that's what uh, I was going like, to see. I would love to see like yeah. young Whitney, like as she was getting big, like where she was still singing like probably in her head thinking she was singing at church. Like, upon the hour and yes. the sun begins to shine. Like she was just, like she was okay, just like a, she was just like a sweet young girl who just loved singing. Oh, and like I know, to see somebody man. who just had that much joy her about what she was, was doing. So amazing. So good. So I would, I would definitely mm. do that. I love that you knew I would go see Whitney. I just knew when you said like, well, I think of solo. I'm like, Whitney? Yep. It was definitely Whitney. Do you have one that was my first album. I own the the Bodyguard soundtrack was the first album I ever that's a soundtrack. Uh, well, I haven't seen the Beatles at Shane Stadium. It's amazing. Right? And it was a yeah. great crossover for being like a theater kid because like she's mixing and doing Such all the things that you're used to hearing mm-hmm. in like the Broadway world, but she's doing it with like that passion and like fire of a, like a pop singer. So yeah. it was and just... you know, there's an artist that sings the melody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. If, you, if you listen, okay. yeah, if you listen to her, her yeah, national riffs, anthem, she sings and she earns the song. The riff and she does it better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she sings the melody. Yeah, she sings the yeah. song. I mean, for sure. look, it's not asking too much. You have to sing the melody for the first two verses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. And then do what you want. You earn, you earn the you right to, to kind of go off the road true. a little so bit. So, so you're the Doors, you're um, Shay. Beatles at Shay. You're Whitney. Oh. Um, Whitney. Young Whitney. Because I saw my first ever concert. My first concert, Shania Twain. Oh, yeah. Tell you something. I think you understand. It's so good. Your first concert was who? Shania Twain. My second concert was Ringo Starr and the All Star Band. Oh, that's so good. Shania Twain, she's terrible. Talented. She oh, was, yeah. She, was she just, came in like so talented, talented and she was just beautiful. Here. <laughs> you know, she, she here in this back room? in the day, yeah. she made news because she had a she had a naked midriff. <laughs> that was a big deal. And yeah. nobody ever I did saw that. It live in 1998. You know, Dolly <laughs> <laughs> She saw a live, not dead midriff. Dolly <laughs> um, Parton's be... got the boobs, but you oh, can't yeah. show a midriff. Suddenly, there's news about that. I mean, right? Yeah. What the hell? True. Mine would be breasts. I mean, sorry. No, you say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, Live Aid Queen. Oh. I would want to see Freddie Mercury in person. 
sure. There's, I don't, I, I don't think you wait for Bohemian talk Rhapsody about theatrical. The yeah, yeah have you seen the trailer? Did you the trailer new one? Made me like the trailer made me like exhausted. He was the same way. I was like, oh, I can't watch. I've been dragged to the mud with the trailer. God, it was so incredible. Let's let's play a game. Let's. All right, this game is played Time Warp. It's played. It's called Man Can. Brought to you by Man Can. <laughs> uh, this game is called Time Warp. Great. Okay. Should we all take a jump to the left quickly? If you want. Okay, I'll let me I'll just take a step to the right. To the right. <laughs> Great, the same <laughs> um, my hands on I my used hips. to do the time warp on the Halloween parties when I taught gymnastics to like three year olds, and I would teach them the time warp on yeah, Halloween. The instructions oh, are really literally. It was my in... favorite thing because they never knew how to do it. And it was just jumping. <laughs> Even though it tells you what yeah. to do. Literally, it says yeah. what to do. But there were three just like, what am I doing? just listen. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't do it. Um, so bring them in tight. You bring them in tight. That's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Your knees only go yeah. one way. We're going to Damn it, Janet. <laughs> Slut. (laughs) (laughs) You know, after a year of people calling you that, eight times a week, it starts to wear on you. Oh, Oh, that's where my mental break began. Long before next to normal. (laughs) (laughs) Calling me a slut. Oh, that's that's like, hard, yeah. Like, I gave at McDonald's. I, I like ran six miles for you. <laughs> so I could be in my underwear. I thought those were the two things that you wanted to point out. <laughs> <laughs> just once shakes. I ran six miles. Yeah. Just I gave at McDonald's and once I ran six miles. Just one day. <laughs> yeah. No protein shakes and farts, though. No. 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 I don't know. Different process. It <laughs> was a different show. Yeah, different, year. different time. Yeah. <laughs> but you have right. to let those farts fly, people. Yeah. You do. Let that's it go. Be the this room is very stinky right now. You can't smell it. <laughs> okay. Oh, a couple, couple more ice cubes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this game is called Time Warp. I'm setting up timers on Ooh. my phone. Ooh. So what's going to happen when it is your turn? Yep. Is you're going to pick a show card. Okay. From these decks, which are all currently working actors. Okay. So you're going <laughs> to pick one. Oh, somebody just got fired. Take him out of the pile. <laughs> <laughs> out of the pile. Replaced. Um, so you're going to pick one, and I'm going to give you 30 seconds to come up with a show that they were not in time for, so something from the past that they should have been in. Were they around? Okay. Then, once you've picked that, I'll give you 20 seconds to pick someone from that show Mm -hmm. to come do a show now that is currently running. Okay. Then, the warp of it all, I'll give you 10 seconds (laughs) to pick someone from that show and just pick their next role for the future. Okay, I'll, I'll go first. Go. I have Joshua Henry. Okay. And I think I want to see him in the original cast of Dreamgirls. Okay. Um, as choreographed by Michael Bennett. And then I want, uh, wait, what's the second, what's the you second one? take somebody from Dreamgirls. I Dream got a show to do. <laughs> um, now take someone from the original cast of Dreamgirls and put them in a show now. Okay, I want Jennifer. Holiday. Yes. But we're not Jennifer to me. Um, I want Jennifer to be in, uh, I want her to play the Q Smith part in Come From Away. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Yeah, that'd be good for and her. And then I have to choose uh, yeah. someone from Come From Away. Yeah, yeah, so now someone from Come From Away and pick their next role for them. Okay, I want... Um, well, you don't always get what you want. <laughs> but if you try sometimes, you get what you need. Um, Seven seconds. Um, uh, I want uh, Jen Colella to play. Um, I want there to be a Beverly Bass musical just about her journey as a female pilot. Well, Great. too bad. <laughs> <laughs> don't always get what it's you want, Brian. It's a spin-off. It's a spin-off <laughs> musical? Yeah. Amazing. Alice, do you want to go next? Sure. That was really fun. Give myself yeah. to drive. Great. Oh my gosh, wow. Who do you have? (gasps) Do I tell you who it is? Yes. Brian Stokes Mitchell. Okay. I'd say Stokes. I'd say I'd like to see him in the original version of Fantastics as El Gallo. Oh. Yes. And now I have. Just go with someone you know and then put them Um, in a show now. Okay, so with Jerry Orbach, I would put him as Dan (coughs) in Next to Normal. Oh. Oh, yeah. Right? Whoa. Yeah. And now you get to pick one of your fellow castmates from Next to Normal and pick their next show. Their next Or yours. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Well. I hear Moulin Rouge is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's the present, yeah, not the future. Exactly. Or let's say I could cast um, Bobby Spencer could play um, Dan and 
I would play Diana when they make the movie version of Next to Normal. Yeah, yes. I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I said him first, so I'm thinking about him, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. It lends itself to right. So it's not just He's so yeah. good. Look, it looks just like him. It does. Squigs, look Squigs like is so good. Well, Kevin's picking. <laughs> just a reminder to go see Mamma Mia too, because Mega Mix is great, and I loved it so much. And it's got the same color palette as Spongebob. It does? <laughs> Which is my favorite show this year. <laughs> it's my favorite show. Just I love Tina Landau. Spongebob taking place yeah. like under Mykonos. Yeah. <laughs> like. That makes sense to me. I love that show so much. So we, so we're really huge fun. fans of that mm, show. It was such a blast. Uh, yeah, and we. It's so you guys, good. I Go can't imagine it. you guys enjoying anything. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> hate <laughs> everything. <laughs> okay, so I have Carolee Carmelo, friend of the show, who amazing. is amazing in Pick everything. Her a show from the past. Okay, so oh, I. That's hard. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I just want her to do everything. Oh, she's so wonderful. I she's would see Carolee play. This is a weird one. Fifteen seconds. But I would say uh, Frau Schrader. In Sound of Music, like the original cast of that, I feel like she could really bring she like a brassy none. beltiness to that. The, the one that he was going to marry. The Baroness. The, the Baroness. Baroness. Um, I would bring uh, Mary Martin okay. back to this time to play. I'll say do anything. I would uh, have Mary Martin I play. I have confidence in sunshine. She's wonderful. I have Every confidence day. in You know what? I would have her play Evan's mom and dear Evan Hansen. Oh, oh my Heidi God. Hansen? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Heidi. Oh, That's a good one, right? Oh, no. I wish I had a prize to give you. <laughs> oh. Just for that. I just Wait. got a high five from Alice Ripley, so that's all oh, the prize oh that I need. Kevin. So I'm now so... you pick someone from Dear Evan Hansen and pick their next part. Okay. <laughs> I think that... Because um, they all need help. I know, right? <laughs> I think that Ben Platt should return to the Broadway. Okay. In, Heard of it. Um, <laughs> Broadway. You know what I'd love to see Ben Platt do? I'd love to see Ben Platt play the lead in Floyd Collins and make that be like a Broadway <gasps> like original. Where is Floyd Collins? Where are you, wow. Floyd? That's, That's what great. I would do. I'd watch a... Ben do anything. That's yeah. Also oh, true. yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Amazing. I think I would love to see him um, in Tu Wong Fu, the musical. What? This that is just the best game ever. As Vita Boem. Oh, yeah. Even though you know, it doesn't Thanks mean that I don't, love, I don't love all the other ideas that we've had right? in the past. No, that was really <laughs> good. But that's a real musical that exists. Really? Is it? The I didn't Douglas know that they were Carbine. working on that. Oh, really? <gasps> Wait, who did it? Douglas Carbine. And his partner, Lewis. That is good. Yes. He's Mr. Music. You hear that name and you're like, yes, I want to see it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, don't you think? Yeah, that would be really good. It's one of my favorite movies that I've ever seen. Show it's it also me. crazy to think about like ben and when that came out. It was so like it was so insane that that was a movie. Like yeah. if you saw that nowadays, people are like, "Oh, okay." But like those those actors were so Hayes brave is. to take on those roles when like oh, that could have been really totally. bad. Like that could have been like. And you watch it right now, and it, it's incredible. Yes. yes, it really. It definitely lives so up. Good. Like it like passes the test of time for sure. Oh man, and it's it says so many good things about the community, the the, the core of that community is goodness, and it comes through in that movie. Oh, yeah. And it's about humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel... Oh, Can you imagine if, that came to, gonna be okay. if that came to Broadway and they got RuPaul to play one of the parts, like, that show would sell out so quick. It, it, forever. Yeah. yeah, it would just sell it's, and sell and sell. Oh, it's so good. Kimberly, do you want to go? Oh, sure. Yeah, give us a round. Great, I started the time. Oh, I have Annalie Ashford. Okay, okay, great. And I would like to see her go back in time to the original cast of Sound of Music. Okay, Oh. With Carolee. <laughs> With Carolee. <laughs> Same time. Yeah, I like that. And then from, oh no, all I know is Mary Martin. <laughs> you can do the movie was version. Was Chris Plummer? Chris, Christopher okay, Plummer was in the movie, but he wasn't in yeah. the Broadway show. But you can do the movie. We'll give you that. You can do crossovers. Yeah. Great. So Christopher Plummer is going to come on up. Uh-huh. And <laughs> he is going to go into the play that goes wrong. Oh, okay. Great. Because I think that would be hilarious mm. if he was just the dead guy in the play that goes wrong. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Perfect. Great. And so then from the play that goes wrong, Mark Evans is going to do Chasing Liberty, the musical, the Mandy Moore musical, right. as the Matthew Goodfart. The Mandy Moore movie? Yes. As my favorite movie. Oh, I love Mandy uh, Moore. From, it's going to be... This sounds terrible. So lovable. Everyone she is. except like my friend Megan, who's gonna understand. Right. <laughs> um, that he's gonna be the Matthew good part, 
And the secret CIA agent that escorts the president's daughter around, right. even though she doesn't know, she falls in love with him. Right. And there's going to be so many good songs. Oh, there's going to be a song when there's she, he's on the bed and she's on the floor. Oh. I love, love that movie. <laughs> Only my friend Megan understands. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we head out, can we talk a little bit about your show at the Green Room 42? Oh, yeah, that's mm. right. I'm so excited about this this set that I do with Brad Simmons. It's called Ripley Prescription. Mm -hmm. And part of it, half of it is uh, rock and roll, and half of it's show tunes, and some of that is rock and roll. Mm -hmm. It's really about how do you, how do you how do you mend a broken heart? Mm -hmm. For me, it's by listening to music and by singing it and making music. So I take you on a little journey of my life. I started out listening to the radio. I, I wasn't somebody who was taken to musicals or who got to see that mm. kind of thing until I became much older. Mm -hmm. I was influenced by bands, like we were talking earlier, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and music that I heard on the radio. So the show starts out that way, and I get to play drums in your in the show? first half of it, yeah. Cool. And Brad and I sing harmonies, so he'll sit at the piano and I'll sit at the drums and we'll do, you know, Fleetwood Mac's song, Sarah. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's one of my favorites. And there's a song from Sunset oh, that I sang that's a duet that Betty sings with Joe. Mm -hmm. And over the years, people have often asked me to sing that and... I can't sing it by myself because it's a duet, but here we do get to do it. <laughs> you can't awesome. duet so alone. I know, exactly. Does it bring um, you back when you sing it? Like when you sing it, do you like remember all of like the experience yeah. of doing it? Well, mm -hmm, definitely. <laughs> Although we do it differently. We kind of sing it like an Alison Krauss Ooh. type arrangement. Cool. Oh, that's cool. A little, little more laid back. Um, so anyway, that's the set, and then we end with some of my favorite musical theater songs that I've done from shows I've actually done on Broadway. And it's fun because I, I get to play drums for a little while mm -hmm. and then I'll stand at the microphone and sing yeah. a beautiful duet with Brad. Yeah. And he's so handsome and I buy him his suits. So he <laughs> <laughs> well, you know he looks good. You could check it out at the Green Room 42. It's uh, Saturday, August 18th at 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, you can uh, go and get tickets at thegreenroom42.com. Um, so definitely check that out. On that note, what per people do you have? And oh, yeah. How many did you do? Yeah. 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 I feel like a loser because I only said it once. I, I only said it once, too. Really? Oh, I, I didn't want to be too I said mine twice. You did? Yes. Okay, who did you have? Michael Bennett. Oh, not a rare card! Oh my god! Oh, you did sneak that in there. I did. I did hear that. I had Pasek and Paul. Oh. So every time I brought up Jaren Hansen, I was like, "Tell Pasek and Paul." Yeah. <laughs> Who'd you have? I had Michael Arden. So oh, I said it you're once. talking so about like, once on this like, island. Michael Arden's you once on this island. You could have said it again at Circle and Square. I know. I was. Oh, I was so obvious with mine, Tina Landau. Oh. You said SpongeBob a bunch, though. You said, I, and you said, said Tina Landau. I love Tina Landau. You did. <laughs> <laughs> that was a super fun game. Awesome. We should play that again. For sure. Well, we. I think you, you could get better at that. The skills you could. I mean, yeah. me, the collective you. <laughs> <laughs> not you. Not yeah, the you. But thank you so much right. for joining us. We really had such an awesome time. Yeah, we really um, did. Thank you. I had fun too. Oh, awesome. That's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but don't forget, uh, go to Green Room 42 for her Saturday, August 18th. Uh, show 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Um, but thank you so much again. Follow her at Ripley the Band. Follow us at Broad Wasted. Um, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Five, Five stars, stars, please. Yes, yes please. And uh, yes, uh, Alice Ripley says it. You do it. And on <laughs> Facebook group, just do it. <laughs> do it. Uh, join us on our Facebook group. Uh, Kevin runs that. He's doing an amazing job. With so much is happening there. A lot of fun stuff going on yeah. there. Yeah, check um, it out. Must but, watch Mondays. Must watch Mondays are my favorite. But we end every episode with a quote. And today's quote is, I'm feeling 50,000 volts. I'm laying down the lightning and oh. bolts. I'm feeling electric, so <laughs> plug into the power lines, and baby, you'll be feeling just fine. Oh. Baby, you'll be doing just fine. <laughs> that like was when um, Asa used to rip his clothes off. Yes. Yeah. Stripper style and have a whole different outfit on underneath his. That's it was enjoyable. <laughs> that song figured, was cut. From I'm, the show. I'm, right. I, I missed it in the opening because I just used the not cut. And that songs. was like that was like back from like when the show was a nymph show I'm called Feeling Electric. electric. It was the end of I'm feeling Act 50, One when I saw it. Yeah, yeah. And Asa was in his scrubs uh -huh. while Diana, the oh. character I played, in case anybody wanted to know, was being shocked. <laughs> shocked. 
um, was being Michelle shocked. And he'd, out and he'd have like his scrubs on and he'd reach between his legs like rid of his crotch and just rip off his scrubs Amazing. and he was wearing like a I don't know like a wham George Michael wham lover yeah. boy kind of outfit yes. with a headband and like so this good. whole sex it, it was, was fun like I said that song was cut yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it was changed to something time better to my like sophomore year in college that's amazing it was cut that, that makes was cut. it three times yeah. <laughs> um, but also thank you to our sponsor Gold Star yeah um, go to www.goldstar.com backslash broadwasted all lowercase gold star Broadcom backslash broad Use the code. <laughs> use the code broad wasted. All uppercase. At uh, checkout, um, awesome stuff there. Buy some tickets, buy event things. Uh, get ten dollars off your order. Um, so thank you to Gold Star, but thank you so much for joining us and talking yeah. about everything. You're welcome. Yeah, but as we end every episode, Zootoop. Cheers. Cheers. Wait, I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should we do it again? Tumblr. Zoo do yes. <laughs> Cheers. I should have known Cheers. it by being your biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.